Bro. I know you've not seen this show, but... Which one? The Ultimatum. Of course I have. Girl, I watched the whole thing. Girl. 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 Messy. Messy. As if Love is Blind 2 wasn't enough drama. They had to now bring this whole show out. That show is of the devil. That show does not want happy (sighs) marriages. It doesn't. No one can convince me. That show is just... All that show does is sow seeds of doubt in everybody's mind that's involved. Ah. All the contestants now doubt their own relationships because they all dated other people. The hosts themselves probably doubt their own themselves because they had to watch all of this. I, as a watcher, now doubt my own relationship because I'm like, do I need to go through an ultimatum? And then, like, the, you doubt the, the producers not. are probably doubting, like, did we even need to put this show on? Is it no. worth the emotional harm the, that we've put people through? It is not. <laughs> I can answer that question for you, producers. That show is genuinely, I believe, of the devil. Because it I is just... wildly entertaining, but so, like, I was watching this and I had to pray about any future relationship I had. Because how can you, first of all, all these people were our age. They were like oh, God, yeah, that's what made it gross. 24. Issuing yeah, ultimatums. Yeah, I was like, why are you issuing why ultimatum? You issuing ultimatum? Did, if you noticed, I think the longest relationship that had come on that show before the ultimatum was three years long. No, not even. I think the longest was maybe like two and a or half. Or two and a half. Two and a I'm half. I'm like, that is way too soon. It'd be that different. That is not ultimatum time. Like if it was like they'd been together for five years. Not even And they that. were like, come on, you need to make a decision or something. If shit. they were like Then it 35. would make sense. If these couples were like, that if these is were much true. older couples, like, yeah. all right, it's been two and a half years. Either you know you want to marry me or not. Okay, I'd be like, yeah. this is a much more interesting premise. Yeah. I believe these are people like who know what they want out of a partner. Mm-hmm. 23? Yeah, it's only, yeah, to me, it would only make sense if the relationships were longer or if they were older or both. Just so bad. It just doesn't make sense. What is a 23-year-old doing out here saying, oh, my Man. boyfriend of a year and a half, if you don't want to marry me, I will leave you. After he bought her what? a car. He bought her, after he Which bought Which one bought her a car? The Which one was this? The, the one with the crazy long white nails. April? April? April! Oh my god, April. April. I remember April. April. That one made me laugh because from the second they walked in, I was like, this guy's going to leave this girl. He's, He's going to for leave an her. Because he kept saying... He was looking for an excuse. He, she described herself as crazy. And I was like, you are ending your own relationship right now. It's not even that. Honestly, I believe that anybody dragging their... With the exception of two couples, the couple that had the issue about whether or not to have kids and the couple where the the guy wanted the girl to move in. And she said, I'm not moving in without a ring. Those are the only two. Mm -hmm. I still don't think that it it actually made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Where I was like, I see why you're on this show, but everybody else. The reasons yeah. just aren't reasoning. The reasons not the reasons are reading reasoning. The math isn't mathing up. The, the ad isn't adding. It's not like, doing. It doesn't make sense. And then even those two couples, those are even the two that left. The, I was just about to say, I was like, those two were the ones who actually, it made sense for them to be on the show. And then by episode two, they were the over. guys had already proposed one after the other and out of spite. Girl. Because <laughs> the they knew, guy, but at I the same time, you know that they knew that they didn't want to, they didn't want to go through the whole dating other people thing. Which exactly. I don't blame them. I no, don't blame them. I don't blame them because you're having to date these other, like, it's not like you can just date anybody. You're having to date within these other Other couples. people who are also in an ultimatum. And that guy, is the messiest part of all of it. 
the guy who was dating the really like the the girl who didn't want to move in i i think her reason is valid i just don't mm -hmm. like her as a person which is yeah, really she's a bit she was a bit harsh Let's put like it you know she was like if this guy didn't make that much money i was like my dear we don't say those things out I loud i think they edited her to seem that way though because it seemed like that was part of the issue i had about this show was that like the, I could tell that, like, the reasons each of the couples gave for why they needed an ultimatum was valid. But the way that they edited them, it was very clear that one person in the relationship was set up to look like the villain. Yeah. So yeah. you couldn't really understand the nuance of why they felt like they actually had to have the ultimatum. And yes. what the problem, the real problem in their relationship was. Because all these people are saying, oh, I love you. I want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like okay, so why, like, ultimately, why aren't you compatible with each other? Exactly. And based on how they were painted, you can't really, you couldn't really tell what the truth it, was. There was just absolutely no nuance. No. And I felt bad for the girl who didn't want to move in without a ring because they really, I don't know if the show was They made her look like a gold digger almost. Like, yeah, which is like tough. Like power because, hungry, okay, which is not, I don't think that that's let's fair. Let's be honest and serious here. Which girl is out here going to marry a guy without him having, like, his, like, all the girls were like, oh, yeah, saying, like, getting financially stable is such, like, a shitty excuse. I'm like, no, it is not. It's not a, no, it's it not is a shitty not. excuse. You Everyone's like, oh, I want, it's, it's different. I think there's the one guy who, who very clearly said he used that as an excuse for a while. Which... But outside of him, I... It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Unless someone... It's really not an excuse to say, oh, I want to be in a financially stable place before I move in with a partner that or That should get be married. a requirement. That's, on that both is parties. a requirement. Are you joking? On both parties. <laughs> you can't come in here with crazy amounts of debt and you don't yeah. know how to use a credit card properly. Or save. Like, I don't want to... Like, you don't want to start a life with somebody and have to be now building them while you're building your relationship, like working hard to build them while you're building your relationship. There has to be some level ground or somewhere, some foundation to move forward build from. Build a boo with Joyce. Stop. <laughs> this is not build a boo workshop. Girl, because... I am I, not providing stuffing. The, the bear needs to come pre-stuff and then all I'll do is put clothes on it. Because the way that they is. would make the ways that she says like, oh, I've never admitted that to him. It's like, yeah, of course, that's not maybe something that you... You, don't, you wouldn't say it that way to him. Mm. But... Of course, you would want for the person that you're with to have their money together. Now, what that number is, is very... It's very different depending on, on a case you by case basis. Yeah. Also, these people are in their 20s, so... I, can't, I think like... I can't imagine just, the number is that much given that it, it, well, even the Hunter guy's like 29. Yeah, was Hunter the one that... Um, no, that was Colby. Colby is the one who knocked up that girl. Girl, no, Colby does. I. That's like, the one that they 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 came to. You have you watched the reunion yet? Yeah, of course. I'll, okay, just minute, making sure. Yeah, where the they minute, walked in, they weren't there at the beginning, and I was like, oh god, what happened? And then they walked in, and she was pregnant. I was like, yeah, okay. That was one couple. Very clearly, they were edited to look a lot worse than they actually were. No, because I believe that that man was that bad. Oh no, I believe he was that bad. But I think they purposely took out moments where she was talking about the good moments they had. Mm. They purposely took out moments where they were bonding and doing well. Wow. So when he actually proposed, and when he proposed, and it she said like yes, shock. It's, it was such a massive shock. Like, it didn't make sense. And she seemed to be one of the most reasonable girls there. Mm. To an extent. Because the way that she I, was really out here lusting after Randall was... to. I think they pay, again. I still do. I still honestly have a hard time knowing what is real on this show. It's because I think a lot of there's it was a lot of like producing light, there, you know? but even like she was 
all the way wasted talking about like mm, yes i'm gonna be all up all oh right, yeah in though. front of in front of the, her his, yeah, his during the confession i was like that's the, not okay not in front of the girlfriend and then again yeah. at the confessional i'm like yeah messy. that wasn't okay you are just a but, really messy but bitch. the show was meant to be messy like there was no way there's no that, way that this there's is the no way for them to express show. what they're feeling this show is without it being up. messy like why would you take couples that are on the brink of expulsion and then throw them in a, in a little salad bowl and be like, toss, toss around. Like, just, you know, see, just, see what just happens. Have some fun. Let's see what happens. It's like, that's not like you're Nobody messing learned with people's a lives. You're messing Nobody with my, learned No. That. All that I learned is that this should not happen no. again. There should not be a season two, <laughs> but I really hope that there is. Oh, God. <laughs> no. I would I would like to see this crazy thing happen again because it was genuinely thoroughly entertaining i mean that's how i felt about shake and love is blind too because as much as i wish that he was never there and that deepti found somebody else early in the game the show would not have been the same if he was not there no. let's be honest no because you he have Colby, he was horrible the, the the nice guy who stays the quote-unquote oh Col- colby from ultimatum sorry yeah, yeah. i jumped to love is blind so oh yeah back to the ultimatum Back to the ultimatum. You have Colby, the quote-unquote nice guy, who hmm. is there to just trigger you in every possible way. You have yep. Zay, the muscle man who can't communicate his feelings. Mm-hmm. You have um, Hunt. Actually, I don't really... Uh, Hunter's actually Hunter kind of okay. He always spoke yeah. kindly of his partner. Yeah. And he wasn't around long enough for mm-hmm. me to evaluate, so I don't really know him. Nathan, the other guy that left, just oh, yeah. foul. I don't, that one I, was just there for that one was just there for vibes. No, he's his <laughs> he was, was just there for the vibes and Instagram follows. Because it really sounded like when I was hearing him, and I can't remember what his partner's name was, the tatted chick. When mm-hmm. I was hearing about the their problems from both sides, it was so clear that he's not listening to her. Because no, how did it take only one conversation with like Colby of all people mm-hmm. to realize that it's not having kids that she has problems with it's having kids with you with you You that has a business you won't even be there to raise the kids but you want kids but then when it's time to feed the kids and to take the kids to soccer practice and when the child is sick and needs to you won't be there you won't be there because you have to run a business which is why i was hunter's the one who proposed second right no first nathan proposed second nathan's the one who did out of spite yes Huh. Right. Yeah, I was so I was confused about I was confused about both of those proposals for different reasons. First, because it felt like you're right. Like it felt like he had to talk to another guy to then realize, oh, maybe I need to like secure this exactly before we go into this experiment. It was all out of fear. Like at least it was very much out of fear. With Hunter, I think he just genuinely didn't want to go through the experience. And when he like looked at all those other girls compared to his actual partner. He was like, I don't even like any of these girls here more yeah. than her. He said, boop, abort. Yeah. I don't even want to do this no more. Yeah. But then the guy who proposed second, like that one was just like a, ah, shit, she's going to go date somebody, somebody else for else. two weeks. And they and, and these guys just proposed. So. And not even that. To double down, I think it was because he wanted to be with Shanique or some other girl. And like, he literally told another girl, like, didn't oh, he say, pick- no, he said to Madeline. Yes, I'm going to pick you. He wanted to be like- with Madeline. He said, like, right before he proposed to her, he said, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick you to Madeline. And it was so shady. And then, like, not even 15 seconds later, he's like, hold up and gets around, get up from his chair, turns around. He's like, I, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm like, no, you don't. Five, five seconds ago, you want to spend, like, the next three weeks with Madeline. with Madeline. I don't think you want to spend the rest of your life. I think he with truly wanted to spend that time with Shanique. And I would have. I would have mm. actually. Oh yeah, but she got that. picked, right? She got, she got picked, picked by first. Zay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, she picked Zay first. Right. So Pip him. Mm-hmm. But Yikes. I think that 
Nathan and Shanique would have actually been an interesting pairing. But yeah. I'm glad that I don't think Zay could have been paired with anyone but Shanique. She's the only one. She's the one person who really put him in his place in a way that he could receive, even though he yeah. wasn't fully rece- like rece- receiving of it. He wasn't fully receptive to somebody who was willing to be. I mean, and sure, Shanique had her moments of like being a bit uh, like a she's bit um, also, immature. Yeah, she's incredibly but she was the immature, one person. She is. She was very Im- immature, but she was the one person who I th- I think she was the first person who was who slowed down. And actually tried to help him process. Yes. All of, like how he how he processes his emotions. Yeah. And he he just wasn't gonna put up with that. Even after like when they went back when he went back to Ray like when they all went back to the original partners and yeah. then the two of them met up. Like you could tell she had been so patient with him. Um, exactly. Shanique had been so patient with Zay, but he still wasn't there for it. And ultimately, that the second that that happened, I knew I I was like, this guy's not gonna end up with anybody. He's not gonna end up like. With, but that's just because he didn't he genuinely doesn't know how to communicate his feelings mm-hmm. and even though that he was there telling his partner ray that oh you like it's like you don't talk to me which she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't i mean she didn't open up but i, I wouldn't either like the way yeah. that he acted when he got angry was I did genuinely not, scary yeah. it was and very shout it out was to very like for I don't know, like, whether she just got, like, a, the strength of God fueled her or what. Because mm-hmm. I would have I would have gotten scared and shut down yeah. in that moment. I was going to say, and it's I very clearly, like... And I to her for, like, like, pushing back even in those really heated moments. Yeah, it was very clearly, like, from a place of trauma. Like, somebody hurt him and he really doesn't can't let, let it go. But it's less about the trauma itself. It's more about, like... It's like he... Not that he has no ability to process his own emotions, but he does it in such a toxic way yeah. that he's not even aware that he's hurting people, or he doesn't even care that he's hurting people. He, I don't, I don't, I genuinely, I don't think he knows either that he's hurting no. people. I think he's just, and because he is such like a conventionally attract, because he's a fine dude, it mm. makes it. You see how we mentioned last time, incentivized to not be correct. This is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Because he's fine, and because, because he has this fine. huge social media following, and because he's dating a girl like Ray, he doesn't feel the need. Like he he came into this process first of all, not even want to want. He was the one who was issued the ultimatum, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny looking back at how the, they turned out. But even now, I'm like, ugh, it it makes so much sense why. Why you couldn't end up with someone by the end of this? Why, like, your relationship literally had to end? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, no, that, it, I could see that getting violent. Yeah. Like, I don't, like very, do, I don't even yeah. know if it has gotten violent. Like, I could. Which is why I was surprised they had that scene where he and Ray were fighting. Was it he and Ray that were fighting, right? It was Zay and Ray that fought and Ray hit him. Do you remember that? Yes, Ray did hit him. Like very briefly, she hit him. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what is happening? Bruh. Like, is this really happening?" Bruh, this is why I had to pray about my any future relationships I have. God, may this never yeah. be my portion. Amen. May my partner never be like this. Mm-mm. May I never experience such a love. God forbid. Also, did you know? Apparently, Madeline and Colby had their baby yesterday. Well. 
Yeah. That happened. So, you know, something's going well for somebody. <laughs> mm. Yikes. <laughs> no, but of course, everybody, like, nobody is like a perfect character, but they just, yeah. it was hard to find any of the couples that stayed redeeming it really like i couldn't find anybody yeah who i was like oh yeah you've done a lot of dirt but i understand you and like i, I see who you are as like a person mm -hmm. like there's no because mm -hmm. with shanique i was gonna like, say the okay, way she I yelled at him able to help, the, that uh, scene zay out but you are so immature girl the way that she would deal with Randall and like, oh, yeah, yelled at him. She kept doing that thing that girls are very infamous for doing mm -hmm. and taking what a guy says, processing through it and saying yeah, something I was totally like, Whoa, different. Why do we have to where go there? I think he was like, well, mentioning how like, look, not even remotely brought me here on this experience. I'm just trying to make sure she's like, oh, so you don't want to be with me? Cool. Bye. It's like, why? That's not at all what he said. That's not at all. And, mm -hmm. like, having those moments like that and then shutting down and walking away in the middle. Which, I, if you're in a place where it's walk away or say something bad, like, say something that could hurt someone or be violent, then, of course, walk away. But also, like, mm -hmm. all y'all are grown enough to voice that, okay, I am feeling very anger or I'm, like, feeling very angry towards just the situation. And I but know what I signed up that. for, but it doesn't mean... Neither like, of it them. Doesn't sorry, she couldn't vocalize any less that. upset about it. And so I just need a little bit of space and I need to just go. That would have been different if you said that and then walked. No, what did you come there to learn? It was just there for vibes. No, she couldn't vocalize that. Randall, Even I don't, the proposal. I don't think he learned not a damn thing. I think he was Even just Even the proposal was just for the sake he of the proposal. Come, he they was break up there. Against his will, they're back. I think they're vibing. back together, but not engaged. So the, uh, vibes, I mean, just vibes. Because what was so? What was the ultimatum for? It, the what was the ultimatum for? They just left. Back they, it's essentially that they just decided yeah. to keep dating. Yes. What do you mean? So you literally, they went through that entire process to just be exactly, which is hilarious because he also called it. Yeah. Remember at the beginning of episode Although, one when he was what like, if they came maybe into you'll this see show from the beginning at the end of all of this, knowing that we they were just, just going to continue they were gonna what propose, we're doing. But then go back to dating. Conspiracy. Instagram followers. <laughs> it's a Netflix show. Come on. Then why even, why even do it? Not the only. Oh, okay. <sighs> bro i hate this is why this is the only big qualm i have i mean not i foresee this podcast mm -hmm. getting so big but one of the major qualms i have is of what the sh from the show potentially like gaining oh, from this podcast a social media following from this i really dread the idea of that which is strange like yeah, yeah like i see the, stuff like the like first that two and i'm like i don't like how mm. I you see how you mentioned that some of these guys may have just done it for the IG following. I genuinely believe that people are that clout hungry. And same. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I remember like I like my life not online. Mm -hmm. 
I'm maybe it's because I'm private. Maybe it's because I genuinely don't care about like social media like that. But I just it it makes such little sense to me. Like why why you would go through all of that just for some followers to have people from you yeah. don't know where god it's, knows what maybe like some of maybe it's influencing them will be able their, to turn their, the followership like into maybe we should actually do it a whole episode stream, on like reality tv most of them like that toxicity because like, a lot of it is enough. like people just want it's not just the clout it's that they want the brand deals on instagram because People could hate you from the show that you do, but if you have at least 20,000 followers on Insta and you do a show, or sorry, if you have fewer than that before and then you do a show like this, even if people hate you and you have 20, 20, at least 20,000 um, followers on Instagram because of the show, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna, no, but I'm saying even if you had 5,000 before you did a show like this or 1,000 before you did a show like this, you gained 20,000, but your reputation oh, is as an asshole up on to one of these shows, you're still gonna get a, get a brand deal. Sponsored posts. In the world of marketing, it's a lot cheaper to have these influencers do it than to yes. pick up somebody than to do a act- whole ad campaign. Than to do a whole ad campaign and to pay people who went to school to study this stuff. You just find mm-hmm. some girl who's popular, tell them, look, this is what we want for the post, and we'll give you like a couple thousand bucks rather than yeah. give somebody who went and studied marketing and has a master's degree in that and paid them a salary. Because why would you ever want to pay a salary? Also, I wonder what taxes are like when you give brand deals. That sounds like some tax evasion, now that I think about it. But that's a story for another day. When we went to the... Why am I just... Um, why am I forgetting the concert I literally just went Elevation? to yesterday? Yes. We went to Elevation Worship. Um, the way that it was like a worship experience, but there was like a full message. Like a 30-minute mm. message mm-hmm. in the middle of it. Okay. So the and like they had like different like the pastor come up Stephen Furtick and his wife also come up okay. so they go through like maybe f- 20 minutes or so of the set then the wife comes out and it's like oh guys are you like are you guys ready to worship and everyone's like whoa yeah we're mm-hmm. ready to worship and she's like you know like let's just have a moment we want to like you know make sure that our hearts are on the right place you know so we're sitting down we're listening she has this like very lovely message about how you know sometimes we want life to be like doordash um but god is not that way it's like wouldn't it be so fun if we could ask god for a prayer and we can track as the prayer is being like asked prepared and Man, answered and brought so to nice. us and then she was like where are all my single good ladies at i no. was like oh god oh no why why oh, no. why christian women christian pastors that's exactly why, why must every time that's every exactly time why. i cannot even come and worship god without you trying to say something about marriage ah! Yeah, no. What I because as I've said in previous episodes, and I will continue to say again, as a woman, what are you if you are not a wife? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. can I not just be the so? What are like, you if ladies, not a wife? Of course, my, and my mother was there, so I said, "God, you just don't want me to breathe." Mm-mm. So I'm there. She's like, "Oh, single ladies, my sister, you know, she's laughing and she's waving because you know she's from Texas. She's probably used to all of that rubbish. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to it. Mm-mm. So I just, I'm shaking my head. My mom is laughing. And now, you know, why wouldn't she? Because it's entertaining. If I was your mom, I'd have been there with popcorn, just like. And she's just like, watching. oh, there's just so many like lovely men out here. Like maybe this is where you meet your husband. I said, God forbid. 
forbid. What do you mean, God forbid? That would be a great place to meet a husband. No. I don't want to meet a husband right after the pastor of some of elevation worship is like single ladies yeah there i'm there waving my hand like please somebody okay not like your that. wife not please. like that no i mean like even outside of the comment of hey wave your hand this these are all the single ladies like it'd be cool to meet a guy at a, a, meeting a guy at a concert, concert is cool that's yeah. you but what, i guess yeah it's it's the situation of Okay, raise your hand so hey, that raise the your men hand can know where you are. Alone. Yeah, true. Raise okay. your hand if nobody has claimed you. Yes. Guys, these are the people who you can be looking at as potential wives. And now, but like if, that's, if that's how God wants to open your eyes to somebody, why would you not close it? No. God knows that I would never be receptive to that. <laughs> Maybe it's a test. Maybe it's a test. <laughs> Maybe it's a test. And you failed. Like your husband was I in the failed. room. Your husband was in the room. You didn't want to open your eyes. I'm, maybe he was. There were like 10,000 people there. So I wouldn't be that shocked. I mean, I just... <laughs> you could have missed the window to your blessing. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just the messenger of Christ. Asking everybody to raise their hands. Like, <laughs> I did raise my hand. What nonsense! Like, I don't like that kind of thing. Yeah, that's some Nigerian anti shit. That's. I just don't like. That's don't, very. That's very redeemed Christian church of God behavior. Is giving like, and you know what? This is a perfect segue. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Abeg Podcast. Oh my! Welcome to the Abeg Podcast. My name is Esther. Hi, I'm D. And I I didn't mean to start with so enraged. This literally just happened yesterday. I know. Her I didn't spirit even think is really, that, her spirit is really dancing today. I didn't even think that I would have the energy like this. And I just remembered and it it's fueled me. Yeah. But that's the one thing I don't what what made this so tasteless, so rancid in my mouth Hell, is that why rancid that's a heavy ran- word yes is that feeling of being put on display mm. like okay everybody come and look at the cows figure out which cow that you would like oh to come God. and buy first you called women cars now you're referring to us as I, refer- I said that if you are not careful you may become a depreciating asset mm-hmm. that's that. There are different. There are so many different examples yes, of depreciating assets. But now you're referring to us as cows. No, I'm saying that when you when you are acting like that, like please raise your hand if you're single, guys, be looking. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like cattle. Yeah. I feel like I'm being put on display, and everybody can come around and poke and prod and see if I'm supposed to be their wife. Not poke and prod. That's really how it feels. It just feels yeah. so disgusting to me. This perfectly segues into what we're going to be talking about today you guys won't see it yet <laughs> but i'll don't worry if you don't catch it don't worry i'll be there do to this help the, you she'll do the connection at the yes, end yes i'll be there you know how i like to do it i like to make sure that you guys mm-hmm. are with me the entire time so That's today she your attention she's one of those annoying professors yes who's like i swear this early this swear this introduction actually links into the lecture exactly today we'll be talking about classical Gre- uh, greco-roman columns <laughs> Exactly. Today we're going to be talking about working out. Mm-hmm. Is the summer. Work, 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 work. Get your minute and work, 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 work. No, not that kind of work. Okay. For well, some people's like that. 
I guess, yeah, for some people it is like that. Have you ever been to a Zumba class? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. Some of the Zumba classes, though, be mad fun. But yeah, yeah, we're here to talk about working out and how we're just shifting the conversation away from like simply losing weight or being skinny. So, Demi, how are you? How are you feeling today? I beg, take your body goals and go. Amen. I don't want. Amen. I am tired of it. Mm-hmm. I am tired of, oh, Kim Kardashian. Or, oh, Coke bottle sexy in Nigeria. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Coke bottle sexy Nigeria. That Take your body goals and go. Fire away. Run. Mm-mm. Like, it's something about, it's something about just like, this is what you're supposed to look like. Take. Take. Eat. This is my body. <laughs> But the problem, the problem that I have with the whole body goals thing is that it changes every five seconds. Bitch. Like, literally, I've not, I've, so I've not been alive that long. I yes, we both, we all know on this podcast that I'm an auntie, but I'm a young auntie, so I have not even lived. I've not even yeah. reached a quarter of a century. Uh-huh. Not even. Cl- I'm just oh my God, arriving yeah. at two dozen mm. eggs. Stop it! You're not a hen. Even hens lay more than two dozen eggs. But that's how many years I have. I know. Uh-huh. Now, I I understand. Somehow, I'm actually so surprised at how well our skincare episode went last time. This is a random sidebar. Really? Not because it wasn't interesting, but I, I was so curious at what it would be like to talk about such a very visual thing. Mm. solely on a non-visual on podcast. a non-visual this is only audio but y'all yeah. lived for that so i'm hoping that you live for this episode too i'm hoping that there's a mm-hmm. word that you guys can catch and take with you and put in your heart so disclaimer mm-hmm. so get your notebooks out please um i would just like to preface this. we're talking about working out but i'm a fat person i'm a fat person i am a fat person and if you thought that this is the bo- uh the episode about getting snatched haha <laughs> <laughs> what a lie i think it's also just we got to reframe that word snatch too because esther you are snatched like i don't think that like i feel like that there's like a because of the way nigerians are when you're bigger they automatically assume that you're not fit they automatically assume that your body is just a is just open free range for everybody to make some criticism about but like some of the most fit people i know are bigger quote-unquote fatter people so like it is still about getting snatched but like snatched isn't this snatched in the same sense as like a size two and like Gigi hadid yeah that's not what i mean exactly and i think that the bbl era has just (laughs) god this has honestly been my greatest hope and most actualized nightmare don't get me fucking started because i mean it you can go on literally most youtube channels and they'll let you know that bbls are fucking dangerous i'm sorry i know i know that some of you guys are like oh this is the podcast where they talk about god and they're swearing so fast sorry this is one of those episodes where we're very we're very we have a lot of opinions so it's gonna happen but it's dangerous like was it one in three thousand women die who have a bbl die yeah that's That's too high that's that is higher than heart surgery god like God. There's more of a chance that I will be alive after having my heart. The thing that's literally pumping blood through my body. Mm-mm. I will be alive, more likely, doing that than to go and 
uh, inject something inside my bum bum. It's not worth it. It's really, it doesn't worth it. Now look. It's not worth it at all. No, it's okay. And I think for me, what what is the most scary about it too is that we've. it's like um, the BBL is certain people's natural body type with adjustments. Does it? Because I don't, I think, okay, well, I can't say no because I studied math. Statistically speaking, if you can think about something, it exists on this earth. So I can't now sit down and say nobody actually looks like a BBL. Nobody's naturally looking like that. Because there's at least one person, statistically speaking, who actually looks like they had a BBL without having had a BBL. But the BBL itself is as close as somebody can get to a BBL. What the BBL is, is that plus autotune, is that plus face tune, is that plus sculpting. Like no one can actually look like that. Yet somehow as a society, we've decided that, yes, this is what we all need to look like. At least for African women. Or darker-skinned women or Instagram thoughties. That's part of why it's so popular. I don't know mm-hmm. if you watched the uh, Abercrombie & Fitch documentary. Not yet, but I saw the trailers for it. And I felt like starting it this Bro, week. Bro, it's, so, it's so good. But part of what made Abercrombie so successful in that era was that they thrived off of the exclusivity of it all. Mm, it was mm-hmm. the fact that only certain people could wear their clothes, could work in their stores. And I feel like the exact same thing is applicable here. Right. Because only so many people can actually achieve that body. Even yeah. after you've done the BBL, the fat would dissolve over time. So mm-hmm. even if you get the procedure to get that shape that everybody's like into, it literally takes so much surgery work. and so much work and upkeep and maintenance because it's not like you can just get the bbl and then stop going to the gym you have to preserve that kind of body or Mm -hmm. else you only god knows what other complications will come from that and because it's so exclusive to enter this club where you have all these guys throwing themselves at you and all these brand sponsorships and all of a sudden you're a, a gym shark athlete yeah it's what makes the body type so appealing that not everybody can look like that. Yeah. It's like, it's literally the polar opposite of the heroin chic movement in the 90s. Right. It, what makes it such a stark um, and like a, like a um, very distinct body type is the stark contrast between what body, what has been seen as like the ideal body image for a woman for mm. each decade. Right. So like... 90s early 2000s stick thin Mm -hmm. before that like if you think about the 60s like was it the 60s with marilyn monroe or is it 70s it would be 60s right marilyn monroe i think it was 50s into the early 60s into the early 60s 50s does match her her body type right so that era they liked curvier women marilyn monroe was a size 10 i believe so like she was a normal like quote unquote normal in terms of like the average American body type. Yeah. She was that. And she was a little bit bigger than what was seen as beautiful 10, 20 years before her, which was skinny. Like I think in the U S and also in Africa, the body type, like ideal body type, I think maybe every 15 years, it's either really skinny, really curvy, really skinny, really curvy. But with the BBL, what it is, it's, it's, it's everything, every highlighted aspect of being skinny. So the collarbones, mm-hmm. the very like regal open neck, the high cheekbones, thigh gap. small waist, thigh gap, 
on top of all of the things that make people curvy so big butt thick thighs like actually having boobs like that kind of thing it's like combining those things in some sort of like frankensteinian frank dr frankenstein's monster type of deal like and it doesn't really make sense like if somebody if somebody 40 years ago were to see somebody who had a bbl right now i don't think they would look at that and say that's attractive they'd just be like what is that i think what makes the bbl era so insidious is that it initially painted itself as wanting to highlight women who have curvier bodies which for somebody like myself it felt like this is great i'm moving Mm -hmm. from a place where my body was often seen as a source of ridicule to like now i might be the new it girl but even then even in this era of like body type where i technically fall into that category Mm -hmm. they've still found this way to warp it and very much so. narrow it such that you have to have these very fixed measurements with what is societally acceptable, i.e. Mm-hmm. the slim, thick baddie. Yeah. Because even with that, like, if you think about the people who have that kind of body, like the BBL, bigger, curvier women, or not necessarily, not necessarily bigger, but like that shape, right? Yeah. Regardless of that they're really small or really big. If you look at the realms in which they're perceived as beautiful or put on a pedestal it's places like instagram Mm -hmm. it's tv but if you look at who the models are who are in editorials on cover of vogue in the magazines who are selling you clothing and fragrances and all of that they are still skinny Mm -hmm. smaller but they have, I guess now they have like, they they work out now because there's a lot more emphasis on that. They'll work out a bit more and like, you know, they'll have abs or like they'll do glutes. And so they'll have like a strong core and like they'll have like some butt as opposed to having no butt. Yeah. But like it's still, there's still a distinct difference because I still don't think that as much as society has now adopted this BBL cur- curvy body type as desirable it's still not desirable in the places where things are being sold and where that beauty image it's that body image itself is being defined like yes it's being reflected on runways and stuff but if you look at runways they are still predominantly stick thin very tiny women and those bbl those women with bbls and who are curvier yeah sure some of them are running walking runways but they're not walking ysl they're not walking the prada runway they're not walking for like louis vuitton oscar de la renta bottega they're not walking those runways they're doing miami swim week they're doing um like side photo shoots a lot of times they're swimsuit models but a lot of times they're not they're not like or they're picked or they're picked solely to because these companies have to now champion quote-unquote body diversity. Like, for example, Ashley Graham is the biggest example of this. Remember when she rose to prominence, mm-hmm. it was because she was one of the only, if not the only, plus-size model walking down runways for high-end designers. They still just do that. It's just to put that, but that's just like, because they have to offer somebody who looks different now. And even then, she's not even that big. Not no, like, she's not. She's not even that like. Not to, it's not shading her, but to show yeah, that yeah, it's not like you have to be a certain a certain 
even large the or small plus to size community that she's supposed to convey is very fixed. She has no stomach rolls whatsoever. She mm-hmm. doesn't have a double chin. She has a gorgeous face. Which but I guess that's the point, though. It's like the they're most. They're not going to put somebody on a magazine. Yeah, who it's has a very that. much this idealized. Like, if you're, I guess, if you're going to be fat, if you're gonna be plus if you're size, gonna be fat, then you <laughs> might as well try and look like ashley graham does this reminded me of sarah bartman that like south african slave this she was notoriously known for having this very curvy body and Mm. if you don't know who sarah bartman is essentially south african slave and she was paraded through like like a circus monkey and people would like look at her and just see like oh my god like it's, you know all these european people don't have bodies like her they'd be like oh my god look at her her ass is so big her titties are so large like what's going on here is this even mm. a person like this like this is so That's crazy so, i can't imagine I, that people yeah, look like yeah i remember this. someone mentioning this the story to me but i didn't realize that it was an actual like there's an actual person yeah god have mercy this is so fucked up so when i see this bbl era of women i am and to to go off of your point they are they aren't making it on the high end the high end like side of things and it's because Mm -hmm. to a certain degree we are seeing these women as sexual objects and that's it the jezebel if you Mm -hmm. understand your if you know your archetypes but it's and i think that's biblical archetypes yes I think one of the things that's scared me starting to work out more consistently and to find that like love for it again, not that like I've like my body has changed drastically, but the more that I work out and that I'm starting to just find joy in that, the more I'm seeing my body slowly inch towards that standard of accept- of acceptable. But mm-hmm. what's weird about being on the curvier side is that it's it 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 feels like it's just lust giving me such like a mental mind fuck because i'm i i'm still not being seen as a person i've gone from being teased for my body and it like mm-hmm. being like ridiculed for it to now being like over sexualized for it yeah. and on either side, I'm st- I'm not being treated as like the whole complex person that I am. I'm still just my body, and I feel honestly even more on display now. I I'll find myself when I'm I'm not willingly trying to put my body out there, and let's say like wear something a little bit more revealing. I am all the way covered up. I am wearing mm-hmm. extremely baggy clothes. I'm mm-hmm. wearing baggy clothes so like clothes so baggy, and I'm a large person. I'm wearing clothes like so baggy that you can't see. I just it's look like, like a enveloping square. your entire body. Yes, I literally look like a giant square walking through the streets. Well, one because shout out to my body dysmorphia. I don't necessarily Ooh. always know how I look yeah, <laughs> at a given time. It all just kind of looks bad to me, yeah. which <laughs> which is not healthy. It's not. You know that's why we're in therapy. We're working on that. Yeah. But we're trying. So there's that aspect of it, but. Even more so now, like, I feel like I'm just on display. There was literally, like, this happened a couple weeks ago. I was going to the gym, and I was walking outside in pretty standard gym attire. Because I I don't even be one of the girls, which is not a bad thing if you are, but I'm not one of the girls who just go to the gym in a sports bra and leggings. Like, I'm, Mm -hmm. I usually, like, wear, like, a long sleeve shirt, and I wear 
leggings and I wear socks and like long sleeve like socks like I'm I'm very covered up yeah but you know of course because I want to be free to work out like it's more fitting clothing even though I'm mm-hmm. fully covered up and there was literally this guy who slowly drove like next to me the entire time like trying to like yeah. have a conversation and I just felt so unsafe Mm-hmm. Like and and not even just from like oh like I feel like this guy can take me like maybe he could, but I just but just like a spectacle yeah, like I can't even go to the gym without attracting mm-hmm. this kind of attention. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like I I completely agree. I feel like like you body dysmorphia as well, and I feel like I in the moments where I start to feel comfortable in my body, um. And my perception of myself is starting to match what I actually look like. A lot of times those are the moments where I've been working out a lot more consistently. So like muscles are growing and like I run a lot. So like my calf muscles are profound or whatnot. And like maybe like maybe in a certain light, if I turn a certain way, suck in and don't eat, I look like I have abs for like two seconds. And I feel like it's (laughs) (laughs) moments like that where I'm like, okay, I can wear something when I'm going to my going on my runs. I can wear shorts instead of leggings because I feel good. I look good. I've convinced myself I look good. And, you know, this workout would be more comfortable if I wore shorts anyway. So I put my shorts on. I put on a shirt and I go go out to run. But then I come back and there are construction men on my street all the time because hello, New York. And just being stared at for simply existing. I'm not fine. I'm not what's her face who i'm not any of these like instagram influencers who Mm. their whole job is to work out and their bodies are like are are 10 out of 10 and they're perfect i'm just feeling a little bit more athletic today and so i chose to wear shorts and for some reason that's the day where like hey yo ma where you live or like being followed where you live and i'm like i don't live here or like there have been a couple of times where like i'm walking back by myself and I have to walk down other streets so that if somebody's following me, they don't know where I live because you just get followed now. That's just a thing. And I feel like it's, as women, we get in those experiences a lot. But what I'm trying to get at is that it builds, it adds to the body dysmorphia because then it's not even that you think, oh, I'm desirable. It's that oh, I'm on display and people feel like they're entitled to say something to this thing that's being offered to them on a platter. I need to cover myself up again. And then in doing that, you're going backwards against like, I've just gotten to this place where I feel good about how I look. And now it's like, I don't even want to look at myself. It's really having to deal with that conflict. Having all these positive feelings about how you carry yourself and wanting a safe place to show it off, but not necessarily always being given that opportunity. Yeah. And it makes it makes me feel like I, I'm I'm an object. I am yeah. just my body. It's it reinforces everything that I'm constantly trying to tell myself is not true. Mm-hmm. Now it's not necessarily coming from a place where I'm always being followed by guys and guys are chasing me and that's why. I mean, you're fine mm. too. So there's the chasing in a creepy way and then there's also the observing so of you. That's not even, 
that's not even the reason why. That's not what we're talking about, though. <sighs> I'm trying to even find a good way to say this. I I can't even think of another word, but feeling like I'm on display, like I'm mm-hmm. a prize cattle. And yeah. so, like, hearing something like that whole song lady being like, raise your hand, guys. I was just like, girl, the f- what are we doing here? This is not a yeah. singles event where mm-hmm. we're all, we've all consented to showing up and meeting other people. And right. this is you now. And I mean, of course, she didn't do this just for me. I was one of 10,000 mm-hmm. people at this concert. Right. And, and I'm sure she thought that, oh, this would probably benefit somebody. Which maybe and it, it did. Maybe Again, it did. statistically speaking, there it, were 10,000 people in that area. Girl, maybe I hope, it benefited one. I hope that somebody found their husband there that night. But Amen. I know that it damn sure wasn't going to be me. And especially <laughs> not after that. It's no. so hard to feel like I am this whole person who has good traits and bad traits and who has like physical things that that are very like apparent about me, but emotional and mental things as well. And mm-hmm. so when I'm faced with moments where one particular thing is being highlighted that I struggle with, it just makes me want to shut down entirely. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sorry, guys. Wow. I didn't, I didn't mean it for it to get this dark. But yeah, got very going dark through really all of this made me have to totally rethink why I work out and what purpose it's serving past body goals. Because mm-hmm. the promotion of exercise is just so heavily tied with weight loss and diet culture, and attracting a man but this is not a dating podcast so we're not going to yeah, face that side podcast, we're not we're facing that, that side one. we're just going to mm-hmm. hit the weight loss and diet culture yeah <laughs> and it's it's hard because exercise is good for it's your so body it's so good for you it's it good is. for your mind it feels great it's good for your mind it is oftentimes it's a reliever of stress it's a way that i mean think about all those old people you know who live to be in their 80s 90s is because they do some sort of exercise, sort of exercise, whether it's going for a walk or, like, they stretch or something. But the problem is that, like, whether it was the... I feel like it was very much pushed in the 80s. That whole, like, everyone had workout videos, 80s into the 90s. Workout uh, videos, workout tapes, um, workout tapes, um, diet pills. All of that started rising because of the growth of Hollywood and the celebrity and having this perfect pristine thin body that exercise was exercise has now become this thing well not now but has slowly become this thing that is less about health and more about your size and weight loss and dieting it's so much more now about the aesthetics than it is about the health girl when I first wanted to get to, to start working out, not this past year, but before, like before the pandemic. Like years ago. Yeah. I couldn't find good workout clothes in my size. What yeah. the fuck? If anything, <laughs> like, after you're the there point? preaching, telling all these fat people, please lose weight, please lose weight. Then I go to buy clothes to do <laughs> that <laughs> do very thing. thing. Because I'm, I was not woke then. And working out was solely so that I could lose weight. And I could be skinny. Which is hilarious. Because it never fucking happened. But to enter yeah. a place where I'm like. Okay. I'm going to work out. And I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do all that. Let me go and get the clothes. And I can't even find clothes. Mm-hmm. Like what's the point? Like why would you preach all of this. If you're not even going to make workout clothes 
in all-inclusive sizes. It's stupid. In fact, it would make more sense that there were no clothes for skinny people. For the skinny people, right? I just thought that. I'm like, why are there... Why would you have... <laughs> You're going to tell fat people they need to lose weight. Why would you make um, workout clothes for, for the, just, skinny, for just people? skinny people? That is kind of... Yeah, that is very backwards. Hmm. The math is not mathing. Media influences so much that we do, but I can mm-hmm. like countless shows where you have these stick thin women complaining about how fat they are. I remember like oh, white, white chicks, the <clears throat> the crazy brunette, like who was literally like, "Look at these thighs," and I'm like, "What is wrong with <laughs> what is wrong I with mean, TV right now? <laughs> What's Mean what Girls? Watching? You remember Mean Girls? Regina Jones trying to lose, trying to lose five, five pounds or ten pounds. I can't She's remember. She pounds. was always trying to lose something, girl. But that was like the pre- the premise of how the whole plot against her started yes, being for her to gain weight. Started feeding her all of those protein bars, or even like this is probably gonna when when this episode comes out, this is gonna sound dated. But Kim Kardashian at the Met. Did you hear about this? Yes, and how she got pro- um, she yeah. Had to lose so she wore. So she decided. Uh, she got invited to try on Marilyn Monroe's dress from when she sang Happy Birthday, Mr. President. And it's this like really just like simple but beautiful like diamond studded. I think it's diamonds. I can't remember if it's Swarovski or not. But it's like this like very like glittery, like simple gown. And apparently when she went to tr- when Kim Kardashian went to try on the dress, it didn't fit. And so she said, hold up give me a few weeks and she's did like bragging on the red carpet yes. about how in three weeks she like, like cut carbs pounds. and lost 16 pounds and sugar so she fit in this dress she cut carbs and sugar like fuck you like i'm sorry like as somebody who still has body image issues who still has eating problems like hearing that is just it it just uh there's no hope <laughs> There is no hope. Look at Ashley Graham. Like, even the times when they do bring on quote-unquote fat people, they are at best midsize. And yeah. just the fact that exercise is almost exclusively tied with your current, of today's current body aesthetic, whatever that mm-hmm. may be. So, or even like the one that I've sometimes fallen into is just working out so that I can eat without shame. Yeah. Eating, something that's essential for me to live. Mm-hmm. without shame i feel like i didn't realize how many other people felt that way until this is gonna sound horrible instagram explore girl because somehow the algorithm figured out this girl has body image issues and eating disorder let's show her more things but like it's interesting how people are very quick to post about how like there's all these like nutritionists but also this like the whole like it girl um thing which we could talk about later that's a whole other part of this whole like workout like the new phase of working out and health and stuff but where they talk about um being what's the word that the intuitive eaters because they're like you shouldn't have shame about what you eat and that's now becoming a trend but that wasn't the trend before the trend has always been you ate too much be ashamed Or you ate, period. Be ashamed. <laughs> Wasn't it? Devil's wears pra- um Devil wears the Prada. The Devil wears Prada. Not, um, why do I never remember this actress's name? Not the main girl, but. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. That's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. Emily Blunt. When she's like, wife. yeah, I'm on the diet where I eat nothing. And then I wait till I feel like I'm about to faint. And then I eat a peanut. I'm like, oh my God. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And I know it's supposed to be a joke about people in that industry, but like, 
It's only a joke because there's some truth in it. It's not a joke. I'm not laughing. Or that's yeah. not true. We've learned that I don't have to be laughing for it to necessarily be a joke. It could be yeah. a joke. It's just not funny to me. Mm-hmm. I think with the whole summer body loading kind of <sighs> era that, because, you know, of course, the summertime, everybody is trying to be out in a bikini and like less clothing is going to get hot. You're going to have to show some more skin is... <laughs> I, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous because the one thing I love about fall and winter here, the one reason why I love fall is because it is not too cold and it's all about actual fashion. Not, oh, I'm wearing the bare minimum of cloth, but because I'm skinny, it looks nice. No. It's a style. Yes. We don't, we don't do that in the fall. It's too cold. Cover yourself. God. Cover yourself. (laughs) Modesty. I like winter and fall because it's actually like it's about the clothes. It's about the fashion with winter. Everybody has that bubble jacket on. We just trying to, especially up here in the Northeast, you're just trying to get where you're going. You're not necessarily yeah. worried about the fashion then. With nope. summer coming around, it's definitely like I've been having so many conversations with my therapist, having to like remind myself that this is coming, but we are not doing summer body. Mm-hmm. We're going to just be consistent. We're not going to change. We're just doing body. We're just doing body. Whatever body arrives, that's the summer body. That's the body. (laughs) And it's so annoying that during this period or whenever people are about to go on vacation, that they see their bodies as pending whatever the final Mm -hmm. product will be. Your current body is just never enough. It's always you being on the road to some better looking body version. Yeah. And I'm not saying don't have goals. That's not the point of this. That's different. But there's one thing to have goals and to appreciate each stage. Like you talk to people who have been working out for super long periods of time and you, and they even notice like that their body goes through different waves. There are some times where they're heavier. There's some times where they're skinnier, but they understand that, more than anything that they had to fall in love with the process of just getting there, mm-hmm. showing up and, and having this this selfish moment for themselves in, a, in the best way possible. Yeah. But when you're seeing your body as constantly pending and mm-hmm. it's not it's never enough is that's where it starts to really kind of get to me. And when I started having these thoughts, I had I was careful to think about whether I would be promoting the health at every size movement. Cause I feel like, what is that? It's just, it's exactly what it sounds like. Or yeah, I was about to say it's exactly what it sounds like because I sort of promote it. I believe that you can be a, of a larger size and be healthy and like be active and to be doing things that are like really good. Like you don't need to look like Jillian Michaels to be going to be like able to do some really cool things with your body and vice versa. You can be extremely skinny and you don't, they ask you to, to jog and you're there huffing and puffing. And that's okay. And I think that it's also important to note that I had, this is maybe like months ago ago. I had read this book by Roxane Gay. If you don't know, Roxane Gay is um, author activist, but she's also like incredibly possible. Like, (laughs) And she has this section in the book where she talks about walking with friends and mm-hmm. how like when she was at some of her heaviest size, like it was difficult for her to walk with friends because sometimes they wouldn't be 
Like they didn't realize that she couldn't walk at the same speed that they could because her mm-hmm. body was literally like it couldn't go faster. Like her body couldn't do those things. So I don't want to promote that. I don't I want to be very like careful with the line I'm teetering on. I do yeah. believe that there is a point there's a, like a certain size that you get where your body can't do things that it should be able to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get there, but I don't want to say that look that being fit and being healthy looks it, it there's a sizing drop off. I think that mm-hmm. you can be very active and living a good life and not necessarily be the skinniest chick out here. So, yeah. Mm, teetering that line, guys. I know. I think that's also the hard part about like talking about a movement like that because I feel like for some people it's controversial, right? Because yeah, like some people who don't agree with that that you could be healthy at every size, which you can. <laughs> that's like that's you know you can just. I think in that case it's more about what people are defining as healthy. Yeah, and that's really where the where people start having issues or raising issues about it. But you know, as we're speaking about you know what people are doing to their bodies and how they're moving and what necessarily healthy is. The exercise fads, all these different waves that we've been going through, actually discourage people from finding something that they can stick to. And I yeah. I, I fell into this as well. Because you're... you, I, I'll open this up to you. Like, you're a cardio girl. Like, you love to run. I do, actually. It's It's kind of ironic. <laughs> It's very ironic because like if we're if we're going up the stairs somewhere, I'm always at the back or like, you know, how when the, the if you're crossing the street and there's like a countdown. Yeah. And it's like three, two. I'm not running for anybody. I will walk across the street. I don't care. But I love running. And it's mostly because I'm asthmatic. I'm very asthmatic. Actually, if I say that, my mother will say, don't prophesy negative things in your life. My lungs have asthma. OK. Um, And running is one of the things that. I've been able to do that helps keep my lungs strong so that I'm less susceptible to asthma attacks. And in training my body and learning how to run, I've like learned, I've, I've started to realize how much I actually enjoy it. Yeah. It's just such a stress reliever. Yeah. Like when I get done, like obviously while you're running, it can be painful and stressful and tiring. Obviously it's tiring because it's running, but um, yes. there's something about, right before like the last mile when you have when you know you only have one mile left mm-hmm. it's like your body just like it's like every warning warning alarm that was going off in your body before of like low energy um warning uh, warning hazard lights on check warning low lights. well check engine light is on um, warning brick uh brick brick issues low tire pressure all of those warning signs just like disappear for the last mile i just go for it and by the time i'm done i'm like huh my body could really do that, huh? Okay, let me go take a nap now. Like, <laughs> it's just, it feels it feels good. And it's, I think, I've been able to enjoy running because I started now. Like, I started young, but I was able to learn how to run outside of that whole, like, the, the intense cardio era of, like, the 90s and the mm-hmm. early 2000s where people were just, everyone was on the elliptical and everyone was on the treadmill doing hills and everybody was outside trying to run and looking like little like ducklings, like, just waddling around. Like, and I definitely still, like, when I go on my runs, I'll see some older women who are, like, real thin and it's very clear they've been running for a very long time and they probably only eat like two apples a day and like it's very much that mentality that was fueled in the 90s to Mm -hmm. early 2000s yeah 
but I'm lucky that now like there's pe- there are other people younger people older people who I see when I regularly run who and it's encouraging because they're all different sizes they're just doing it because they enjoy it too and I think my biggest worry with being a runner in this time now is that this is this is not the running era this is the strength training strong not skinny era oh my god oh my god (laughs) oh don't get me started on that because like i'm like okay i get that i need to lift weights sometimes because i get that i have to have core strength but i do weightless core workouts at home and i canceled my gym membership because it's nice enough weather now that i can run and that's Mm -hmm. my primary form of exercise I don't need people now telling me, you need to go lift weights. You need to go do some 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 um, weights for your glutes and your hamstrings and stuff so it'll strengthen you. Did I ask you? <laughs> and what's crazy is that cardio is really important when you're training for endurance. So, yeah. All of you people that are there lifting, that you can only lift three times and then you're tired and you're there, <laughs> you're huffing and puffing. <laughs> if, maybe if you jogged right. occasionally... Maybe yeah, once maybe a week or two, jog to the you gym could do a little or bit walk more. to the gym. You would like, be able even to... walking. Walking can be an endurance thing. Walking is cardio. Cardio does not mean you have to be doing hits. That you need to be sprinting. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever watched Olympic um, fast walking? Yeah, oh, girl. They girl, fast. Girl, I'm, they're like girls. They're hip. I have never seen anything so entertaining to watch. <laughs> I once watched. I want, they have like um, fast walking marathons. I can sit there and watch the whole thing. That's the, it's so entertaining. They ru- they walk faster than most people run. Yes. Like they walk at like like Olympic marathon running pace. It's it's how is crazy that how possible? <laughs> but yeah, like I think this the strong not skinny movement is like it's it's kind of detrimental because like I'll tell people I run, I'm like, oh and they're like, oh, oh. I can tell. And I'm like, excuse me? That's not nice. That's not nice. <laughs> Especially like when it's, it's like the exact it's I feel like I, it's it's partially fueled by this whole like trying to look like a BBL. Yes. Right. So a lot yes, of women are going to the, the BBL gym era. now because a lot of women are going to the gym now and doing glutes, hamstring, quads because they want an ass, thick thighs. And then they'll do like some core, some was it thick thighs, thin patients. Yes. Thin, thin patients. <laughs> but like it's wild because I feel like now like i go on my runs and stuff and sometimes i feel like i have to go to the gym and do some strength because otherwise i'll look quote weak or like quote like frail Mm -hmm. which is crazy because the whole point of you exercising Mm -hmm. is to benefit your body it's to strengthen Strengthen your your body. body it's just a different type of strength let me run bitches jesus it's so crazy that we are out here in today's day and age mocking mm-hmm. people for how they choose to work out. Should we not Thank just you. be glad that we are all here trying to be active and move our bodies? And which is, and I'm saying this is some, I love, I'm the opposite of Demi. I love strength training. I love lifting mm-hmm. weights. I, I am that girl. You know? Yeah, you are. I know. I'm not going to like put what I deadlift or what I oh, bench God. press or what I... <laughs> We get it. You're strong. But that's my whole gig. I love that. I love boxing because I'm an angry girl deep down inside me. There's a rage that just doesn't seem to go away. Um, that's okay. But that's that's my preferred thing. I don't like running. I don't like running at all. By yeah. mile one, I'm already asking myself why I'm doing this. 
It's uh, it, running is. I feel like in the same way that lifting is mental, running is also very mental. There, it is. It's just a very different skill. Yes. With 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 lifting, you're training your body, your mind to to you can you're training your mind to catch up with what your body is able to do. Yes. And you're telling your mind to prepare your body for something it may not be fully able to do yet, but yet you're building toward. Yes, absolutely. With running, you're just your brain is learning how to ignore all the warning signs yes. that say that you can't do this, that you're gonna, go home, <laughs> that you're going to break down, you're going to collapse, That's it. lie down, um, take a break. This is boring. You've seen that same tree six times. This old man has passed you five times. What are you still doing here? What's so crazy is that every couple of decades, there's a new it body that arises Mm -hmm. with some workout plan to match. So with the heroin chic era of the 90s, that's where everybody was doing cardio on a stair master or whatever, because that was the body to have. And now that Mm -hmm. we're in the BBL era, everybody wants a big butt because, Mm -hmm. you know, if you just don't have big titties sucks you know and then as a res- as a result of that the way that healthy eating has is is now seen as different because since there's such an emphasis on that bbl thicker like lower body yep. um um body image people are eat- people see eating protein as healthy now yes. we've always known protein was healthy for you but if 20 years ago or 30 years ago you told people that you needed to eat protein after you worked out they'd be like what so i can get fat god now like now every girl who goes to the gym has pre-workout and then after her workout has a protein shake shake or protein oats or protein eggs or protein baked oats the amount of (laughs) protein bar i'm like i'm tired of it like this bagel all of has 20 grams of protein like watch and see how i do it's like the way like like my sister my sister i love my sister she is I, I could joke and call her a meathead. She's, like, intense about the gym. She's like you. She does a lot of strength training. She's a former rower. So, like, core workouts, leg workouts are very important to her. Yeah. And she does do some cardio, but it's primarily strength training. And her body has evolved so much over the years. She's just such a strong person. But it is so funny watching her in the kitchen after a workout because it's literally like watching. It's like, it's like you know how when we're small and we play, like you go outside in the grass and you play and you pretend, oh, I'm making pancakes. And it's just like sand and water. And you're just putting this together. Yes. My sister in the kitchen with her protein, she'll be like, oh, I'm making a little cake. And it's like she takes the protein powder yes. and like eggs and somehow she whips it up and then it turns into like this thing. She's like, oh no, I'm making protein pancakes. And then she just turns it into, pa- I'm like, how? Yeah. Just the, the, the million ways I've seen her transform. And- yes. Or like, she'll be like, I'm going to make protein eggs or like something. She'll make like a, an oatmeal thing with protein and then she'll take egg whites too yep. for additional protein i'm yes. like how do you think of these things there it's actually like kind of crazy the way you can integrate protein into a lot of foods. everything into everything <laughs> it is insane i'm what makes this if you're somebody who's like oh man Thank you for saying this. I'm a runner, and I feel like everybody's trying to do this whole strength training thing. If you're a strength tra- training person, like, well, what's the problem? Like, this is our era. I'm just trying to, you know, live in it and enjoy it before it passes. You know what? Mm-hmm. Both of you girls, I see you, and I hear your complaints. Mm-hmm. But 
this is something that is just good for your health. And I want to keep yeah. reminding you, and not just like good for your health, like like you're that girl. But this is something mm. that gives you peace of mind, clarity, joy. It allows you to focus better. It is just endorphins. Endorphins yeah. just exist. Endorphins are nice. It makes you stronger. It makes your heart healthy. It allows you to live longer. It does all these other things that are not at all attached to your aesthetic. So yeah. I'm constantly bewildered whenever we start attaching like whatever the new it body is with some sort of workout when is the mm-hmm. goal not just so that we can to walk out to work out period to find something that you like and if you're someone who none of those two things sound good and you just like going to your zumba class go to your zumba class That's fine go to your zumba class happily the point Thank is just you. for you to move your body and i hate how I think, like, for the, the runners, I, I feel for you because you're out of your era. And I want to let mm-hmm. you know that it's okay if you just like to run. Running is also a great source of exercise. If you are a strength yes, training is. girl and you're like, this is my era, that's not the only way to work out. That's the, the only body type that some people want to have. Mm-hmm. And if none of these apply to you, I'm just here to tell you that it's not about any of those things. The The sooner that I, I myself have gotten to understand that i need to separate these two things in order for me to achieve my true end goal which is just having a very like active lifestyle and just improving like my overall health then i'm able to just find something that i like doing it does not matter ah yeah. god yeah i don't know who needs to hear that i needed to i hear mean it. i needed to hear it that. doesn't matter I, what you need, need to, to do it. it just matters that you do mm-hmm and that's the thing is like i think especially now with the way that tiktok affects everything and like how influencers affect everything i think i see a lot on like reels slash tiktok that there's now this movement of people being like my it girl morning routine where it's like you know you know exactly what i'm talking about right these girls who like like the music will be like it's like some like like music and then it's like it's like they wake up they make their bed they have a green juice they journal and then they overnight put their oats. matching set. They no 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 not even over, overnight oats, oats on. They they have um they put on their matching set. And Always a matching they set. They put on a Pilates class and then they walk to the gym and lift some weights and they come back and have their morning protein oatmeal and it's like that morning routine. Yes. And everyone is posting their version of it. And it's like I get the idea is to romanticize your life in an effort to make it to find pleasure in the thing the little parts of your daily routine, but it's almost there's a part of it that can be harmful in that i don't even everyone you're even nicer than i don't think that's the reason why they're doing it yeah i mean a lot i mean most of them are doing it just because they want to show off this is what my aesthetic life looks like and they probably don't even look their mornings don't look like that every single day but the problem becomes that if you if your morning doesn't look like that you are now less than which is so silly or at least you're not worthy of posting on the app and it's tiring. It is so tiring logging onto Instagram and seeing all of these girls who are either real thin models who are like showing their what I eat in a day. And they're like 2,300 calories. And this is, these are my macros. And they're like, look at my protein oats. Meh, meh, meh. Or the girls who go to the gym and show their whole like they'll do their workout routine. They'll show what pre-workout they drink. They'll show like they journal and stuff. They'll show mm-hmm. what meals they eat. It's almost like... If you're not doing that, you are less than. But at the same time, like, 
if your whole workout routine is you watch a 20-minute Blogilates Pilates class and do that four times a week, three times a week. That's most. Maybe you go for a walk once in a while. That's if great. that's your if that's what brings you joy and you're moving your body and you're connecting with your body, that's what's most important because the whole idea of exercise is less about the aesthetic, which I'm saying this not just for everybody else. I'm saying this primarily for myself. It's less about the aesthetics and more about actually being aware of your own body. Yeah. It's really to allow, allow you to feel more grounded and connected to your own body. Yeah. I mean, see, we see how we've just insulted everybody now, but yes, it's good. We meant to yes, they deserve today. it. Please. Now that we finished Please. insulting you, we want to talk about why we do actually work out. I think we've mentioned all these reasons why we shouldn't work out and why you shouldn't. You shouldn't have this as the basis. The first thing that I wrote when thinking about this is that I work out for peace and clarity mm-hmm. of mind. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a health professional of any kind at all. But... When I restarted my fitness, my fitness journey. Oh God, please don't call it that. (laughs) When I restarted just wanting to build a more active lifestyle, the first decision I had to make was that I had to stop measuring my body. And it was a Mm. very scary decision to make because I had to just trust the process there could not be oh you know last month i was 35 inches this month i'm 33 inches so i'm on goal Mm -hmm. or last month i was 35 now i'm 36 well i have to you know i have to be walking harder so that Mm -hmm. i can lose the extra pound and then one on top of that i had to just i had to stop associating my body with some kind of number and i needed to to really just Find something that I like doing and to do it consistently and fully commit to the process. Exactly. Regardless of how my body, if I do this Mm -hmm. weightlifting thing and that's what I genuinely enjoy. And for some reason I just have shoulders like Arnold Schwarzenegger, then so be it girl. Like, because what is most important is that I'm able to one, be active Mm -hmm. and two, be joyful Mm -hmm. in my life and so if that means that i have joy but with arnold schwarzenegger shoulders then i'm about to (laughs) what is it i'm saying that but arnold schwarzenegger has very nice shoulders he works out on those very very no he does but you know sometimes like a lot you know when you're getting into lifting as a woman like often the stigma is like oh you don't want to be looking too masculine you don't want to be looking so muscular and I had to really Which just. Is so it's just that's just such a boring way to live. I'm sorry. Let girls look. Like, sorry. Let girls be masculine, like muscular and quote unquote masculine. Isn't it more entertaining to walk around and be like that girl has some bomb ass shoulders? What? Like why does it have to be? Oh no, she doesn't look like a woman anymore because her shoulders are broad. What? Like what? No, it's it's genuinely it's true. such a boring life. It's it's true and it is capping what femininity looks like which we've discussed about (laughs) like tune into our femininity episode but you are putting the cap on what is deemed as like feminine or not feminine you don't get to decide that the outside world Mm. i'm letting you know listeners this is just this is a word for you other people don't get to decide if you're late with life you know of course assuming that you are a person who sees yourself as a woman right 
they don't get to define your femininity. Only you do. They don't yep. get to tell you that you're feminine. Shh. Who said? She says. Sh- <laughs> Who said that you cannot be feminine and have broad shoulders? Who said you can't be feminine and have right. big feet? Who said you can't like? Who is literally writing up these random arbitrary laws? One really right. great um TikTok. I know this is so bad that we're referencing TikTok, but one really great TikTok I God. saw is that there is no that that the concept of learning grammar is quite hilarious because we are essentially attaching rules to things that we already do we're just finding a name for it it's not that we're coming up with these concepts and then asking everybody to act under these rules we're observing Mm -hmm. what people are already doing and we're saying oh we noticed that people are doing these things so we're going to assign a name to it my dear yeah if you want to be out here and be that girl who is giving you hella femininity, but with some broad shoulders, you can do that. Because if enough yep. people do it, then it becomes a thing. It becomes normal. That's it. Last thing before transitioning over with stop uh, with um, having to stop measuring my body. I had to give myself a crazy long timeline. Something long enough where I couldn't, for me, binge or restrict and something where I couldn't just like, there was not a quick process. For me, it was five years from mm-hmm. the, it's now officially, it's going to be about a year in a month. But I gave myself five years. You are going to work out as consistently as you can for five years. And just, I don't, I don't even know what's going to happen at the end. We're only at year one. But it was important that I right. set something so far away so that I couldn't just, you know how... Where you're assigned a project and they say it's due within a week. And so Mm. you're there like cramming and cramming and to make sure that you have like the best possible thing because it's everything is due in such a short timeline. Yeah. I had to totally, if this is truly a lifestyle and not um, twinkles and stars and IG Mm. following lifestyle, but this is something that I'm committing to do for the rest of my life because I believe that it has benefits that supersede some sort of rubbish aesthetic then I needed to give myself a long enough timeline to simulate that process. Because, I I mean, the best case scenario is that in five years, I don't even remember that I made this goal. This is just that integrated to my life that it's something that I don't have to think twice about doing, like brushing my teeth. Mm -hmm. Turning it into a routine and part of of your lifestyle rather than just goals that you have to hit. Yeah. Ugh. But as we've covered, I'm I'm already an angry person. That's why I work out for peace of mind and for clarity. God. I, you know, I feel like people, <laughs> I say this and it's half for jokes, but it's half not for jokes. I think that mm. I don't, I don't think that we as women learn how to process anger well. Right. Because we have to be so prim and proper and proper and not let anything appear like it's really getting to us. And there's just so much like Bill Burr said it best that you're just having to put it all on the shelf of anger and you just stuff it down mm-hmm. there and you just don't let it get to you. But as- eventually you're going to break. It's all going to come out. It's all going to come out. And he's like, but we're not we're not focused on that. We're just putting it on the shelf of anger. And mm. I think working out and it was boxing in particular that showed me not that I'm a very angry person but showing me just I mean how 
much I am holding on to. Like, how much is on mm-hmm. this shelf of anger that I just keep pushing down? Like, it was maybe 10 or 15 minutes into it, and I just felt so relieved. Like, we had maybe only gone through, like, a couple different combinations, but I felt this wave of relief I had just never experienced before. Mm-hmm. It was like there was a load off of my shoulders of something yeah, that was Yeah, you needed holding- to hit something to let it out. Girl! That's part of why I run. I'm not going to lie. Like, some of my best runs have been I was really stressed at work or it was finals week and I just needed a release. And I just run and run and run. And by the time I'm finishing up, I'm like, oh, that feels nice. (laughs) You know, I was talking to my therapist about, like, ways to resolve some of my stress. And what she's taught, when, when we think about, like, how our bodies react in a fearful situation, right? So... If there is like, uh, if you're in the jungle or something like that and you see like a snake and it comes toward you and you're tense, you feel the tension yeah. and you're like, you can feel it in your chest. You're scared and you're stressed and your body's not what, not sure what to do. Yeah. So you run away or maybe somebody attacks the snake or the snake goes away. But there's eventually, after all of that adrenaline has built up, your heart is racing. Eventually there's a release. Mm-hmm. And part of what is difficult about stress and about stressful situations is you don't get a release. If you're burnt out from work or you've been working on a project for two weeks straight, even when the project is over, because it wasn't a physical, you weren't exerting your body physically to release that adrenaline, it was all internal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could have been stressed and that could be manifesting in a physical way. There was not an elevated heart rate. There was not an elevated movement of your body. And there was no physical way for your body to just let go of everything. That's a lot of times, that's how it's easy for that feeling of stress to linger for longer and to just build up and build up and build up. And that's part of what leads people to burnout is you haven't had a release. And so something like, Doing a kickboxing class or doing boxing or running or wrestling or like just martial arts. Just body. Just get sweating Sometimes a little. you just need to punch something. Yeah. You need to let it go. You need to sweat a little. Sometimes yeah. you just... Sometimes you just need to scream. Yeah. <laughs> because we're so fixated on seeing working out with this very... At this shallow level of aesthetics and body goals, we don't see how positive of a, of a distraction it is. That, like, mm-hmm. when you're stressed, when you're angry, when you're, like, sad, this is something that... It has this amazing ability to just kind of make you feel like, I've at least done one thing well yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Even if it, yeah. it was like a really tough session and you didn't do as well as you need, you showed up and you, yeah. and you worked out. You did something. And I'm starting to realize that it's important to just have that structure built into my life. Not just because it makes my body feel good, but because of how it positively impacts every other part of my day. The biggest thing that I noticed with the pandemic was losing that sense of structure, especially after just leaving college. Mm -hmm. My dear idle time is the devil's workshop. There was just all these longer scoped goals and it led to 
really long periods of laziness and not like I would be there working on a project and then five minutes later I'm on my phone and then five minutes later Mm -hmm. I'm back on my project and it's taking me longer than I need to to get through the day rather than Mm -hmm. saying okay I'm gonna give myself two hours to go to the gym work out come back shower and maybe like grab a snack Mm -hmm. and giving myself giving my body that time to just get all like the jitteriness out like where I can just Mm. let loose a little and give my body that attention that it's looking for so that when I do need to sit still and focus my mind I'm not trying to you know I'm not here shaking and wanting to be on my phone it's like okay yeah I yes in theory like you're giving yourself less time to do things but it's like I don't know (laughs) this is such a this is such a, a chaotic like um example but the closest thing i can think to it is uh what guys refer to as like post nut clarity oh god i know i wish i could come up with a better example sorry guys okay but i mean you're right that is what it is like where actually like like biologically speaking that's what i was trying to explain yeah where if you guys if you don't know this guys i'm you might you god i'm assuming you know (sighs) this but for the girls out here if you don't know what that is they know (laughs) i don't need to explain it look check urban dictionary please esther please don't explain that thing it's okay but when you have that like post not clarity and you're just able to like finally think clearly the you know pg version of that is just you know heading to a to the gym for a quick session Mm -hmm. and just giving your, your your body that time to like get everything out there so that you can actually focus and you have you are able to use your time wisely so yes you have you have less time to do things but the focus the way that you will spend three hours working Mm -hmm. after you've had like two hours to like work out shower come back is different than if you didn't work out at all and they asked you to work for three hours yeah yeah, because your brain is in a whole different place. and The chemicals that are flowing through your body, it's very different. Like, once you've had a chance to release all of that stress, it's, you, you're just, it's, your life is clear. It just, It yeah. just is. And I, I don't know. I don't, I hate that we use that phrase. <laughs> I mean, for someone like me who is an overthinker, it just helps me focus my thoughts on the immediate task. When I am, when I'm working out, all I can focus on is working out because yeah. I'm pushing myself to, because I'm challenging myself. Of course, I'm challenging my body because I do want to be stronger. And of course I have strength goals and, and I, I have goals in the gym, but there's not, it's past a size now. I want to mm. have more endurance, more mobility. I want to improve my flexibility. I want to improve my, I want to get stronger. There's, there's, I w- and with my running, I want to like, ha- to be faster. So, yeah. But when I'm in, a workout session, I am pushing myself to a point where I am just focused on what I'm doing. And the Mm -hmm. benefit of that after I finish is that now that I've pushed my body there, where as I was there pushing up the weights and you can't, anybody who lifts weights knows you can't be lifting weights and thinking about something else. Cause no, if it's heavy enough, you will mess up your count. You wouldn't, you know, that's best case scenario. Worst Mm -hmm. case scenario. That thing is coming down with the vengeance. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> and it's coming down on your foot. Mm-hmm. And even runners know that even just not being not focusing 
on your run and being very present, you lose your like rhythm almost. Mm-hmm. Like you're you, do. you you fall out of that sync than when you're like just very present in the moment and I'm just focusing on running right now. And the other things we will deal with when we deal with them. Mm-hmm. Being being able to create that time for workout is it's a discipline. It and is. It's, it's also a, that it's also a mindfulness practice. Exactly. The same way that you were like, okay, I'm in the gym. I'm just going to focus on the gym things. I've now started to, I basically work in 45, 50, 45 slash 15 work intervals where I give mm-hmm. myself 45 minutes to attack one particular, one task. That's the only thing I'm doing for the next 45 minutes. And then 15 minutes of, okay, that's when I can scroll on social media. That's when I can check my text messages, see who's messaging me. And then after those 15 minutes are done, back to the 45 of focus. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even notice that that was a practice that I picked up from working out with, okay, I'm yeah. going to do the set and then I'm going to give myself a minute to rest. And then I'm going to go back and do the set. And it's just crazy to see like all these amazing parallels that something that I foolishly just stepped into is like, okay, I just want to be like, I want, I want to look better and I want to like focus on like my body more. I didn't see initially how like all these other really amazing benefits that are far more important that Mm -hmm. I was getting from from working out than just aesthetic yeah no not the most important one the last one is the well one of the most important ones I'm not I'm working out so I don't break down earlier that I I absolutely have to we joke about Auntie Megan Auntie Megan good afternoon hmm She's our age. Don't be calling her auntie. No, she's auntie by how? She's like a year older. No, she's like 27, 28. Oh, God. She's much older than... She's not, not much. She's There's some gap. There's small gap between us. But we joke about um our big sis, Meg, and her mm-hmm. knees. But um as I learned in the pandemic and almost a year of... Not almost, not a year, but like a couple months of inactivity like absolute inactivity your body takes a turn for the worse after Mm -hmm. your teens like olympians are our juniors now yeah they are that's wild i don't like that i feel old like i used to remember when i used to 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 look at these people who were like 18 19 like oh my gosh like not that i ever thought i was ever going to be an olympian but in my mind i was like oh my gosh imagine what i can do when i turn 18 or 19 now i'm looking at these people (laughs) like ah like, ha! These small boys. I'm older than you by a lot. My dear, people cannot even, do you even pay taxes? No, they do. Because, you know. I don't think they know their dependents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're definitely they a dependent on somebody's taxes. taxes. They don't have to file their own taxes. That's how young they are. But, I, I, not, this is not, I, I don't mean to scare anybody into working out but one of the things that i noticed was my dear my body even at my young age of 24 my body Mm. is not what it was at 18 or at 16 now Mm -mm. the the drinking the partying the late nights paired with little sleep and early mornings did not help of course not but even if i took all of that away my body is still i'm technically leaving my physical peak 
per se of like when don't I, say like that stop it no I, of course i think that my body can get better with time but you know if we're looking at like when when you're looking at the the da vinci man i don't oh imagine that he's older than like maybe 21 22 no don't be an enemy of progress in my head i'm thinking forward ever backward <laughs> never okay i will never pick i will only continue to climb Amen. don't prefer negative things into my Amen. life you will only climb we will only climb mm-hmm. This is not my peak in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're listening and you're a prophetic person, please repeat after me. This is not my peak Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. But. Calorie burner. <laughs> calorie burner. My, my God, God is a calorie burner. He will do, do it, it for me. <laughs> calorie burner. Calorie. <laughs> God is a calorie burner. He will do it for me. I don't need exercise. I don't need exercise. My God is a calorie burner. He will do it for me. But that being said, three words. Mobility needs upkeep. Mobility requires upkeep. Because the only reason why my 81-year-old grandma can be sitting in our living room, legs in the butterfly position with her head touching her toes, is because what? Upkeep. Okay? This is an 80-year-old woman with mobility. And she didn't get there overnight. She just practiced every single day. You can't be aspiring to be like Mm. Sister Megan and then be sitting on your couch. They ask you to stretch. Nothing. You don't stretch. They ask you, please, walk around. You don't want to walk. My dear, how girl walks. How, 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 make it make sense for me, fam. Right? It's less, and that's why I'm like, I, I want to be very clear about like taking this away from the aesthetic. Just as we've said that you're, it's all going to essentially sag and mm. wrinkle. The joints are not going to do what it did. I heard that as early as your 30s, you're dead icing everything. You sneeze wrong, and now something's wrong with your neck. I have a friend... I reject it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I reject it. But it was literally my friend who was 25. Max is going to kill me for, for putting this on. Why do you have to mention his name? Because ah! I'm problematic. Just him <laughs> like that. Okay. But my friend Max, Max, I absolutely love you. Um, and adore you, and I'm gonna come to DC and see you. This is my way of like, so I can. This is my way of um, adding some sugar before I insult you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he threw his back yes. out. Oh my god! Like he was moving or something, and then he literally threw his back out. I had oh never been more scared of just my body kind of failing on me, collapsing, just Sorry, collapsing. Collapse. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh, and it just I think like. We don't recognize how fragile our bodies are and why it was very important when God said, again, Christians, hello. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God said to that you should keep your body as a temple. Mm -hmm. This is why you don't keep your body. (laughs) You don't keep so sorry. Oh my God. I'm not shaming you. If you don't you, keep I your swear. body as a temple, you will throw your back out, not, is what she was just about to I'm say. Not, I don't mean Max, it. Max, she's coming for Max, you. Max, I love you. 
Um, do you? Though? I actually do. He's the best. He okay. he's actually such a vibe. Okay, so then don't be dragging. Uh, him that's from why I stopped now. now. That's why I stopped. It's not his fault. It was not his fault that he. No, it's not his fault. His age. It was. It w- <laughs> this is what can happen. You know. That's why. Ah, I heard that. I started stretching immediately. I don't even like My yoga, God. and I was there doing it. Because <laughs> I said, Jesus, it shall not be me in your mm-hmm. holy name. Amen. Never. But one thing that's really kind of helped ground, ground, not grind, ground me mm, English, and helped me to understand that I need to perform that upkeep is that this is not, yes, it's my body, but this is not my body. This is God's body. I am his child. This is his body. So... I live by his rules. He said my body must be kept as a temple. So that's why I'm here in the gym. <laughs> and you did not have to do all of that. <laughs> Out here huffing and puffing, stretching and being in uh, temporary discomfort. Because mm. he has a purpose for my life. Imagine that my in my life, I'm supposed to be out here traveling to different countries and living, but... I physically can't do it. Like my body's in such a state where I can't keep up with the mission, with the call, with the purpose that God has put on my life. We have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if God, if God is trying to tell you to, if God is, if God has a plan for you and you can't even keep up with it, girl, what's the point? What's, what, what are we doing here? His body, his rules. God's body, God's rules. God says that I have to keep my body in a certain state so that when he tells me it's time to run the race, I'm sprinting. Mm-hmm. I'm there taking breaths through my nose, not through my mouth. God, that's strength. <laughs> that's strength right there. Because mouth breathing is easy, but nose breathing is control. Yes. Moving with ease. And lastly, so we've mentioned all these things. We're working out so that we don't break down earlier than we have to, so that we're able mm-hmm. to run the race that God has called on our lives. Working out mm-hmm. for peace of mind, working out for clarity, and we are working out for joy in this yeah. 2022. Which is controversial because I feel like if you're somebody who isn't necessarily like a huge, like, gem rat. Or you're not like mm. you're you want to get active, but you haven't really started and you don't know where to start. You hear working out for joy and you're like, Ugh, this sounds like some Jillian Michaels bullshit, which I mean, because it kind of is it can it, it can sound that's that okay. way. But leaving college and I think this is just one of many examples, but leaving college showed me how quickly time passes by, but also the fewer checkpoints I have along the way. The same way mm. that I, at the end of a semester, I get all these A's. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at me. I'm so smart. And I did all these things in a short period of time. As you leave that lifestyle and you're just out in the world walking, there you don't have that immediate instant gratification. And I'm an instant mm-hmm. gratification whore. God. And working out was one of the things that I did that I knew that I could show up every day and I would see progress. It, it was not something that, like, of course, yes, you're working out over time for, like, bigger goals. But if you go on 
even a walk, not even a run, if you walk a mile every day for a week, by that next week, you're walking faster. Walk a mile in the Louboutins. Like, it's so easy to progress in your, when you're focusing on your body and you're working out. And it was nice to feel like, I could have a bad day at work. I could be in a place where, like, I didn't get that promotion I wanted. I could be in a place where I don't necessarily know what I'm going to do with my life. Or I'm trying to figure that out. Do you know what you can do? One thing that you can be sure by the end of the day, you can be like, I did this and I had a positive benefit. You can go and you can move your body and you can work out. Especially after you leave school. This is the one thing that you can do to invest in yourself. It is the yeah. best selfish act that you can do. It's And it's, it's, it's one of the only selfish acts where you get physical results as you go away. Mm-hmm. Like the same way after you leave college, you don't get those grades that you regularly would to track your progress. This is the one time post-college, post-school that you get, you have your own report card and it's your body. Mm-hmm. And it's less about seeing a lot of physical changes in the mirror, but more about how you feel in your own body. So going on those walks, you're feeling more comfortable. That's a whole other checkpoint. You know, if you're walking a little bit faster. That's a whole other checkpoint too. being able to lift a little heavier. That's a checkpoint. Whether you're seeing changes in the mirror or not, because again, it's not about the aesthetics. It's about how you're feeling in your body. And that's a that's that's um, that's a way to get those the the reminders that what you're doing is actually benefiting you. Period. Period. I have nothing else to say. So on that note. Well, on that note, how are you trying to be a better person today, Esther? I am someone who as a fat. As a God, why would you say it like that? <laughs> as a black <laughs> Because <laughs> I love, because I, I know I, the same way I feel like saying as a black makes white people uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable. I, I like to think that there's some like either like Skitty super person woke, out there who's triggered yes, by saying I'm a I'm fat. A fat. I, I, I love that. I love that for me. Mm. But okay. as a fat, I think that so much of my relationship with working out has been tied to losing weight and has been mm-hmm. tied to looking a certain type of way and it's dictated everything from how I eat to the kinds of workouts I pick up to how frequently I work out and just how it everything it's everything about my fitness journey has been centered around looking a certain size and this first year has been the first time that that has not been the case and there's been Mm -hmm. so much good fruit that has come from it and I want Mm -hmm. to continue to do the work of stripping away associating doing something that is objectively good for my body with how Mm -hmm. it looks because I mean I know even now like I'm doing all of this and this is the best I've ever felt this is the strongest I've been and Mm -hmm. if you ask me how I look in the mirror you're gonna be very surprised with my response but it's been right. nice to to separate those things because it allows me to take part in this like human experience that not only like gives me that peace of mind, gives me that clarity, gives me joy, 
just keeps me around for longer. Right. But I've also been able to find something that I actually enjoy doing, which is crazy mm-hmm. because I never thought I would get here. I literally thought I was like, working out is just the worst thing ever. Like, everybody hates it. Like, like everybody secretly hates it. No one can actually love what they're doing. And I love working out. It is the best two hours of my day. That is so wild. And I'm so happy, like, that, I, that I'm there. And I want to continue to just remind myself that this is something that I need to keep doing. Even if I don't necessarily reach that place where the way that I look at my body matches what I'm able to do in a gym... I need to know that those two things aren't correlated at all. Right. <sighs> That's powerful. I'm tired of being vulnerable. That's it. I'm done. I know. It's a lot. Well, here I go. Um, How are you trying to be a better person today? Well, this is the longest span of time I've gone without one, weighing myself, and two, tracking every meal. Work. And I I think for the first few weeks, the hardest part was missing that routine and not falling into those habits again. Um, I think, I know I've benefited from it ultimately, but I think it's still been too short amount of time for me to, to go back to that. Mm-hmm. I think I still need to stay off of it for a little bit so that I do focus more on how it's making me feel, how my exercise is making me feel, how my workouts are making me feel, how what I'm eating and having less rigidity and control over what I'm eating is making me feel. And I think that that ultimately is going to help me run. I mean, I'm running a lot faster and longer now that I'm allowing myself to do what feels right as opposed to what I've written down and structured should be right Amen. and i'm trying to relearn that relationship i love that i really i like i'm very happy to hear that god i didn't think this episode was gonna be so fucking vulnerable today jeez my mom <laughs> i love my mom y'all but she said this thing to us yes she said this life is for the living oh god <laughs> And that's the other thing, actually, you remind, you just reminded me of something I was going to say is I need to rephrase, we all need to rephrase the way that we work out and acknowledge that there is a certain privilege that we have of being able-bodied. Yeah. I think for me in particular, I need to more focus on the fact that I get to work out. Mm. I'm able to. I have the time to, I have the resources to, but I also am physically able to. And I think that that very much rephrases, restructures how you think about exercise and really turns it into more of a mindfulness practice than a physical one. I love that. Because life is for the living. This life is for the living. In every single type, in every realm of what living means. We only have one life. So. You only got one shot. Do not miss your chance to mm-hmm. blow this opportunity. Comes once in a lifetime, yo. Mm-hmm. But when I was quoting that same song, no, it's okay. Be quoting it's, it. It's different. Okay. It's different. Mm-hmm. No, context is different okay. now. Super Bowl has passed. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Thank you. <laughs> but with that, it's been lovely talking to you. Always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. 
Thanks for joining us today on the Abeg podcast. Esther, do you want to tell people where they can find us? It's your favorite part of the episode. If you were touched, moved, mm. in any ways you felt some sort of relief from this episode, if you feel like, wow, I really dig what these girls are putting out. I'm picking up what they're putting down. Then you should follow us on Instagram. We're there at our handle, abegthepod. That's A-B-E-G-T-H-E. That's the P-O-D. The beauty of this Instagram thing is that we're there. Mm. We're there giving you the tunes and the things, letting you know the, the clips from the episodes. We're giving you Bible verses. We're out here. We're going to be, we're going to be doing more. You don't want to miss, you don't, you want to be an early adopter. You want to be one mm. of those people who's like, <laughs> the Abeg podcast. I remember when they first blew up. You want that to be you, sis. Mm. You don't want to be there after we've reached one million listeners. And now you're just jumping on. Though, God. if you're the millionth listener, shout out to you. We live for mm-hmm. you as well. But, you know, you want to be on the train early. You want to be part of us as we're here and we're still small and we're still growing. That's why we're asking you to follow us on, I beg, the pod on Instagram. Now, if you're on Spotify, if this, that is your this main is listening going. platform of choice. She's still going. Make sure to rate us. You have an option. Is dead, is it star? Yes, please. I believe that all of you, but in case you know you're an older listener and you're like, where is she, what is she talking about? How hey, do I rate them? Now she's calling our listeners I old. Did not First she that. said they're illiterate. Then she said they can. <laughs> if you're having some problems with the UI... There is a star system at our page where you can rate us. Please do so. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we are serving you. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you also have the chance to review us. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Help us out here. You know, we're really creating this for us, but we're glad that you get to be a part of the journey. We're welcoming you into this. Like spiritual family. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm done. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you're still no, going. No. I know it didn't. It seemed like there was there was like it was one of those pauses where yeah, I was I was like there's something. Come. It's like it's like at the end of church service when they're praying and they take a pause and you can't tell, tell if it's still more prayer if coming. More prayer. No. That's how my grandfather prays. The, God forgive me. He's, I wish there was like an amen this, so for conversation. No, I wish there was like an a uh, uh, prayer oh, no, in Jesus' name. Like a, I wish there was how, an in Jesus' yeah, name. In Jesus' name. For... Yeah, but you know how like you know how like in when you go to like the Daily Show or like any of these late night or SNL, there's like a there's like a giant light that says that show, applause, shining on the audience. that says applause. I wish there was one that said prayers finishing. Say amen, or just it just says amen on it, so you know that okay, this, this is, is it. the time. That was this that kind of pa- my grandpa. I was saying my grandpa. God forgive me, he's never gonna hear this. So it's fine. But when he prays, he takes those pauses, and so everybody will, will sit up and look around and start to go on, and he'll say. And also, Lord Jesus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I pray to be that. You witnessed this. I think so. Don't you remember my graduation? I think so, yes. Everybody sat up. Grandpa, started, Grandpa, Grandpa prayed. He said, he said something along the lines of like, and we thank you for Demi Lade and her graduation from Baba University. And um, we're so grateful, Lord, that you brought us all here together. Everyone said, Amen. And then you know, I sat up. Set up, around, grab the, the plates so we can start cut, 
carrying bread. He said, and Lord, we just want to bring to mind those less fortunate than us. Everybody just went, mm, and just bent their heads back down to down. pray again. God. But that's what that felt like. Anyway, yeah. thank, this has been another episode of a Begged Podcast. Bye. Waves. Waves. <laughs>